to the While You Are Single podcast. O.J. Tokes' new, revised, and updated book, While You Are Single, A Guide to Finding and Keeping the Right Mate for Your Life, is now available. For more details about the book, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. Meanwhile, enjoy the podcast. Here is O.J. Tokes. Father God, I thank you for the privilege to come before you tonight. Thanks for your word. I ask that you open our hearts to heed your word, open our ears to hear your word, open our eyes to perceive your word, open our minds to understand your word and give us the wisdom to apply them to our lives, Father God. We bind any spiritual force that will try to hold back, inhibit, or prevent anyone here from receiving from you tonight, Father God. Thank you in advance for doing more than we ask, think, or imagine. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Some of you may have heard the story of the princess and the frog. Okay? A princess came across a frog, and the frog told her, if you kiss me, I will turn into a handsome prince. So she kissed the frog. But the frog did not change into a handsome prince. And the princess was like, you, you tricked me. You told me you were going to turn into a handsome prince. And the frog had a big smile on his face and said, yep, I tricked you. I did not turn into a handsome prince, but you turned into a beautiful frog because you turned into a frog. Before, if you're like the princess, before you decide to do anything for someone based on what they say they're going to do for you, you probably need to ask some questions. If not, you're going to end up looking like a frog. So we're going to go into scripture. I'm going to use a story to highlight 10 things that I believe Jesus will tell you before you get into a relationship. Now, these are not the only 10, but these are the 10 I'm inspired to discuss tonight. And these 10 come from the story of Jesus walking on water. Now, some of you might be like, how in the world does that apply to me getting into a relationship? Just hold your horses and let's go to the story. And we're going to look at it and pick out some nuggets and see how Jesus can tell us, okay, before you get into a relationship, know these things. The story is in Matthew chapter 14 from verses 22 to 32. And a lot of you know what the story is. Jesus uh, had the disciples in the boat, and it was around the fourth watch, which I believe is between 4 and 7 a.m., if I'm not mistaken, or 4 and 6 a.m. per se. Jesus was walking on water. They were scared. They thought it was a ghost. Jesus said, don't be afraid. And Peter asked, if it is you, Lord, tell me to come on this water. And Jesus said, yes, it's me. Come. And Peter walked on water. Unfortunately, he sank and he cried out. Jesus caught him and said, why did you doubt? You have little faith and brought him back into the boat. Okay, now let's kind of break these things down. If you've heard me speak quite a number of times, you know I like to use the word boat as a metaphor for your predicament. In our society, we are familiar with the expression, we are in the same boat, which means we are in the same situation, the, the same predicament, the same circumstances, okay? With that in mind, I want you all to see the boat as singleness, okay? So your boat, a lot of you, apart from perhaps two of us, uh, two couples here, are in the same boat. What boat is that? The boat called singleness, okay? Everybody with me on that? Yes. Okay. How often have you guys heard people refer to marriages as stormy? 
Yeah, people have referred to marriages as stormy, okay? So we're going to look at the ocean, the storm, as marriage, okay? Some of you have been like Peter in the boat. We understand the person that jumps out of the boat on their own, jumps out of trying to be single or try to be in a relationship. We already get that. But the truth of the matter is there have been quite a number of people that didn't just try to get into any relationship. They felt like God led them into a relationship, so they came out, but they sank. Okay? Nevertheless, because of God's mercy and grace, he caught you, and guess what? He brought you back to being single. Amen? Now, bringing you back to being single, at least maybe for most of you, does not mean you don't want to go back on the ocean again. Okay? Now, I want to encourage you, even though people see marriage as stormy, don't focus on the storm. Focus on the Jesus on the storm. Because as long as Jesus is on the water, you're going to be fine. Okay? That's the, that's the visual you should have. As long as Jesus is on top of that marriage, you're going to be fine. Now, Jesus is more than able and willing to allow you to come out of the boat into the water again. But I believe he's trying to let you know that before you get out of that boat and come again, there's a couple of things I need to let you know. So that the second time around or the third time around or the fourth time around or the hundredth time around that you don't sink. Okay? So these are the ten things I believe he's going to tell you. Okay? We have to kind of go back to the beginning of the story. The story of Jesus walking on water comes after Jesus feeding the 5,000. Okay? So in Matthew 14, verse 22, the Bible says, Jesus put the disciples in the boat and told them to go to the other side. Notice Jesus put them in the boat and told them to go to the other side. Jesus has some of you where you are right now. It's not an accident. There's a purpose behind it. Okay, embrace it. There's a purpose behind it, and you are going somewhere. So don't take it personal. Don't say, oh, something's wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. Jesus has you where you are for a reason, for a season, okay? He put them in the boat, and he dismissed the crowd. And the Bible says he went up to the mountain to pray. Number one, pray. Number one, pray. We live at a time where everybody does everything else but pray to be in a relationship. Ladies and gentlemen, I know we live in the 21st century, and most of the stats in the 21st century suggest that marriages are not doing well. We suggest that marriages seem to be more successful in the first century than in the 21st century. Okay? So, don't ignore prayer. Prayer is Christian Relationships 101. Number one, pray. Praying for a mate is more effective than praying <laughs> on a mate. Praying, P-R-A-Y-I-N-G, for someone to marry is more effective than praying, P-R-E-Y-I-N-G, on someone to marry. Number one, pray. Number two, it says in Matthew 14, uh, 22 and 23, it talks about how Jesus went to pray on the mountain. Then in the evening, he was alone. Number two, learn to be 
alone. Amen. Learn to be alone. A lot of people get into relationships not because they love the person they want to be in relationship with, not because they want to get married, but because they don't want to be alone. That is not the reason to get married. I've heard of people in a crowd even feeling more lonely in a crowd. Learn to be alone. And you need to take some steps to be alone sometimes. I find it interesting that the scripture said Jesus, because Jesus is the one that was underwater. Peter was the one under. We are the ones that, that came out of the boat and went under. It's like, we need to look at the guy on top and say what he, needed, what he did to stay on top. Jesus prayed one and two, he was alone. But what did he do to be alone? The Bible says, number one, he put the disciples in the boat and told them, catch you later. And he dismissed the crowd. Usually we have like two kind of groups of people in our lives. You have the crowd and you have people you fellowship with. Okay? The crowd you dismiss. You know the crowd, right? You can figure out the crowd in this saying by John Maxwell. In prosperity, your friends know you. In adversity, you know your friends. The crowd are those that disappear when you're in trouble. The crowd are those that disappear when things are not going well for you. The crowds are those that disappear when they can't leech on you anymore. Those are the crowd. People that don't add value to you. People that only want to take advantage of you, those are the crowd. They need to go. Dismiss the crowd. And there are people that fellowship with you. That's nice, but you can't be hanging out with them every single moment because you need your time with God. Your time with God is the most important time. Those are people who say, hey, peace, see you later. You see them later, but right now I need to spend time with God. So Jesus dismissed the crowd and he told the disciples, put them, he put them on the boat and says, okay, I'll see you on the, uh, you know, go to the other side, okay? So learn to be alone. Now, some of you might be like, Tokes, I don't, I don't get that. Because God, Jesus, since Jesus, God said in Genesis 2.18, it's not good <laughs> for man to be alone. So I don't get it, Tokes. I mean, hello, the Bible says it's not good for man to be alone. Nah, that's not what the Bible said. That's not what the Bible said. And I have to credit Dr. Miles Monroe, who first brought this revelation out and inspired me to check, check on this myself as well. Genesis 2.18 says the Lord God, and I'm paraphrasing a lot of times. I paraphrase to keep things simple. The Lord God said, and I've made the mistake for many years. I've often said in Genesis 2.18, it says, the Lord God said, it's not good for man to be alone. That's what I've always said, but that's not what he says. What he says is, the Lord God said, it's not good for the man to be alone. The man to be alone. In order for you not to be alone, as in the kind of person that God says is not good to be alone, is someone who is the man. Are you the man? Or the woman? The point is that verse is talking about Adam specifically. In Genesis 2.7, it says, God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man. Okay? Then in Genesis 2.8, uh, uh, I mean 2.15, it says, he put the man in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. 
Genesis 2.16, it says, He commanded the man not to mess with one of the trees, the tree of the, you know what I'm saying? Then in Genesis 2.18, it says, It's not good for the man. Follow the context. He's specifying Adam. So basically, the revelation for us is the person that is not good to be alone is someone who is like the man, Adam. What kind of person is that? Well, the man, Adam, knew who he was because the Bible says he was made in the image and likeness of God. The second thing is God put him in the Garden of Eden. This is a person that knows where they're supposed to be. They know their place. Then the other thing about this person, they know their purpose. They know what they're supposed to do with their lives. Therefore, if you're a person, you know who you are. You know where you're supposed to be. And you know what you're supposed to do. It's not good for someone like you to be alone because you have value and you're going to bring value to somebody else. Mm -hmm. However, if you're a person that does not know who you are, you don't know who you are, you don't know where you are, where you're supposed to be or what you're supposed to do. It is good for you to be alone, mm -hmm. to learn who you are, to learn where you're supposed to be and to learn what you're supposed to do to get to a point where you can be like the man, Adam, and God can say, OK, now you're ready for me to place you in the relationship. But the time to learn these things are not when you get married. The time to learn who you are is not when you get married. Because by that time, it might be too late. In fact, in some cases, you might not even get the chance to find out who you are. It's, it's, it's very disappointing for someone, a guy or a lady, to spend many years, have kids, and, and, and so many years, and find out, there was something you could have done, but you couldn't do it because there are lots of people finding out very late in life that this is what they always wanted to do. But because they got themselves into something that they weren't supposed to, they're devastated. So learn to be alone because it's your alone time that you really find out who you are. Find out what you want. Find out who God created you to be. So number one, pray. Number two, learn to be alone. Number three, the Bible says, I believe it's in Matthew 14, 27. The wind was blowing the boat. I want to encourage you singles, you know, feeling like the talk about marriage is kind of rocking your singleness, left, right, center. You go to church and you hear about people talking about their kids and my husband this and my my wife this, and in-laws came, and the grandkids, and you're just feeling like something is wrong with you. No, don't, don't do that to yourself, okay? Be encouraged. Bible says Jesus came walking on them on the water, and they were afraid. They were like, oh, it's a ghost. And Jesus told them, take courage. Some translations say, take heart. It is I. Don't be afraid. I want to encourage you, number three, take courage. Don't be afraid. Sometimes... Some of you, you've prayed. You've learned to be alone. And the door opens for opportunity to be in, in a relationship. And you clam up. You clam up. Take courage. Don't be afraid. You've prayed. You've learned to be alone. When God opens the opportunity to be in a relationship, then go for it. You'll be surprised how many people talk about they want to be in a relationship. They want to get married. They talk about it all the time. All the time. Go for coffee. Talk about it all the time. Then a guy shows up and asks you out. 
And she says no. <laughs> she didn't say no because she was not interested. She was afraid because the reality hit. This is about to go down. <laughs> God opens the door. They shut it themselves. Same thing with a guy. You've prayed about it. You've prayed about it. You, 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 you've, you've heard talks talk your ear off about step out and say something and say something and you're, you're building your courage to say something and say something and all of a sudden, the lady you want to talk to, she comes and talks to you and you freak out and you let people talk you out and fear sets in. What if he doesn't like me or what if she doesn't like me or what if he or she finds out what I really am or what if he or she finds out about my background or about my family and, uh, and, and will they want me and they probably won't want me and I'll just save them the trouble and just come on, take courage. Don't be afraid. Okay, number one, pray. Number two, learn to be alone. Number three, take courage. Don't be afraid. Then in Matthew 14, 28, Peter said, Lord, if it is you, Tell me to come. Number four, don't proceed until you get a word from God. Don't proceed until you get a word from God. Peter is in the boat. Jesus said, it is me. And Peter wanted a confirmation or a, a reaffirmation that it was him. And he said, Lord, if it is you, tell me to come. And Jesus said, yeah, it is me. Then just, Peter proceeded. Don't just jump out of the boat until you get a word from God. Too many people sometimes, man, they see an opportunity. They don't even check with God. They just jump out. And, <laughs> <laughs> they jump out <laughs> straight on the <laughs> Find out if it's God. You know, get a word from God first. Now, chances are, you're not going to hear, like in Peter's case, Jesus saying, hey, dude, yeah, I got you, man. It's me. That girl you're checking out, yeah, that's me. That's all me right there. <laughs> you're, you're, probably, you're probably not going to get that. But what you do have is the word. You have this. So before you proceed, make sure they line up with this. Okay, which means you and I have homework. We got to make sure we know enough of this before we get into any relationship. Okay? And sometimes, you know, someone might look the part and <laughs> they look the part, talk the part, but another thing that God has given you is peace. You have the Holy Spirit, something is off. Don't ignore it, you know? Before you proceed, get a word from God. Okay? Number five, whatever you do, Jesus is always the goal. Whatever you do, Jesus is always the goal. Peter asked Jesus, if it's you, tell me to come. Jesus said, come. So Peter stepped out of the boat. Unfortunately, a lot of us read the story this way. Peter stepped out of the boat and he sank. That's how we read it. He stepped out of the boat and he sank. But no, that's not the story. 
I'm, in fact, I'm going to give you three things that happened. And I believe you can see this in uh, Matthew 14, 30. Number one, his, he got out of the boat. Number two, he walked on water. And number three, which is the point I'm trying to make, to go to Jesus. Whatever you do, Jesus is always the goal. You're not coming out of the boat just to be on the water. You're not coming out of the boat of being single just to get married. That's cool. But marriage is part of a bigger plan that God has for you and the person you're marrying. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope you are informed, inspired, and impacted. If you'd like to learn more about O.J. Tokes, his books, blog, music, and his monthly ministry for singles, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. That is whileyouaresingle.org. If you've been blessed by the podcast, we encourage you to please share with your friends. Until next week's podcast, take care and stay blessed.